Well, good morning, church. Grateful to be with you here in our online service. I think it's week 964 or something like that, but grateful for the opportunity to get to be in God's word together. Um, looking forward to um, getting to gather back together. Stay tuned to the end of service. Josh has got a couple of announcements with regard to what that's gonna look like for us. And so would encourage you to stay tuned for that and to hear about our plan and then make sure to check your inboxes for email as we roll out uh, our three-phase plan for re-entry uh, back to live worship services. So if you're not part of our email newsletter, now would be a great chance or a great time to jump on providencenorth.org and get make sure you get signed up so that you're getting all the latest communication from us. But I'm excited because this morning we are starting a brand new series and we're going to be walking through uh, for the coming weeks, uh, I'm not exactly sure how long, if we're up to me, it would be 12 weeks, but we'll see how that goes. But we're going to be walking through one of the greatest chapters in all of the Bible uh, that contains some of my most favorite verses in all of Scripture. And so for the next uh, foreseeable weeks, we are going to be as a church walking through Romans chapter 8, the great 8, if you will. Uh, it is a tremendous, wonderful book of the Bible uh, that is all about the grace of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and so let's look at the first two verses here this morning. Let me read them. I think you heard them earlier, but I'm going to read them again uh, and let it kind of ground us in the unwavering grace of God through Jesus Christ for us, the undeserving. Romans chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Now, Romans 8 is perfect for anyone who's living with anxiety right now. Romans 8 is perfect for anyone who is walking around uh, with shame over uh, their sin, over their failings. Romans 8 is perfect for anyone who feels like, you know what, I just don't measure up. I don't measure up to the goodness of God, to the mercy of God. Romans 8 is perfect for anyone that fears for the uncertainty of the future, that's grappling with that. Romans 8, church, is perfect for all of us, and we do it all the time, who have shrunk the grace of God without us even really realizing it. Why? Why is that? Because this is what Romans 8 does. Romans chapter 8 magnifies the grace of God. So when we shrink it and we encounter Romans 8, it magnifies the very grace of God. And it doesn't magnify it like a microscope. Because what a microscope does is it makes tiny things look massive. So you look down at a microscope and you see things that are unseeable with the human eye look massive. No, that's not what Romans 8 does. Romans 8 actually magnifies the grace of God like a telescope. And a telescope is entirely different because what a telescope does as you look through it is it takes things that are massive and they bring them up close to us so that we can take them in. And that's what Romans 8 does with the grace of God. It takes the massive, unfathomable, 
unbounding, limitless grace of God found in our Lord Jesus Christ, and it brings it near to us so that we can encounter it and experience it. And so the whole point of Romans chapter 8 is how good God is to weak, undeserving people like me and maybe like you. Uh, To people that, like me, that have blown it, that have not got it all right, that have misstepped, that have missed the mark, to people who have fallen, to people who have failed, and to people that have just messed up. Uh, It shows us in the midst of all of that, the grace of God through our Lord Jesus. And so the key word in Romans chapter 8, as we sort of journey through this, this chapter of God's word together, is this word, the word spirit. Um, and it's usually referring to, throughout the entire chapter, the Holy Spirit. And so Romans 8 reminds us that we are weak, that we have missed the mark, that we have sinned, but the Holy Spirit of God given to us through our Lord Jesus Christ is strong with the life that we need. The Holy Spirit awakens our dead hearts to the true grace of God and makes us alive together with Jesus. And so Romans 8 mentions the Holy Spirit more than any other chapter in the entire Bible. Isn't that fascinating? Um, it even, Romans chapter 8 mentions the word spirits uh, more than even Romans itself collectively. So Romans chapters 1 through 7, the word spirit appears five times. Uh, Romans chapters 9 through 16, the word spirit occurs eight times. But in Romans chapter 8, the word spirit appears 21 times. Isn't that incredible? Why is that? Because Romans 8 answers the question that we all ask. What help does God have for people like you and I who are too far gone? What help does God have for you and I who have sinned and sinned again and stumbled and fallen again and again and again? Uh, Romans 8 answers that for us uh, with the massive grace of God through Jesus. Now, if you are watching and tuning in uh, this morning and you think, well, you know, I kind of deserve the grace of God because, you know, I've gone to church a lot. I know all the right answers. Well, Romans 8 is not for you. And in fact, uh, the Bible will tell you that Christianity is really not for you because no one deserves God. No, not one. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. God is uh, never kind of looking around and looking down on us and thinking, wow, I'm so impressed with them. Uh, The gospel is the good news that even when we are unimpressive, that even when we falter and fail and sin and miss it and don't get it again and again and again, God, through Jesus our Lord, still pours out grace on us. That's why it's good news for the undeserving. So Romans 8 is for uh, sinful people, um, for broken people, for weary people. 
uh, it's for me. And maybe it's for you too. Romans 8 tells us that God gives people like us, people that don't have it together, catch this, his very best, the Holy Spirit, his very heartbeat. And what we learn as we read Romans chapter 8 is that we're actually not helped by being yelled at. Uh, We're not helped uh, by just a heavy-handed response toward our sin. We're helped by the gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit makes the grace of God real to our hearts. And it brings life to our dead hearts. And it unites us to Christ. See, the grace of God, um, it's sort of a church thing that we all are sort of used to hearing about. And typically, for a lot of us, um, the grace of God is sort of this hypothetical, theoretical, or maybe just a theological understanding but it's very, uh, it's, it almost seems far off and it's not experienced by us many times, even those of us who call ourselves Christians. And what Romans 8 teaches us is that the Holy Spirit that is given to us by faith through Christ brings the grace of the Lord Jesus into our very real lives, into our everyday experience. And that's actually what we really need in life. Church, catch this. In Romans 8, there's not one single command. Uh, But this chapter never stops telling of all that God gives to us through the Holy Spirit. So it's not a lot of do this, don't do this, uh, make sure you don't say this, make sure you say it this way. And it's not even this. This is really helpful. This was um, kind of amazing to me. It's not even, yeah, but do you really mean what you say? It's not even that. See, what we learn here in Romans 8 is that the gospel is what only God can do. It's what only God can give us. It's the Holy Spirit entering into our stubborn hearts and reshaping us from the inside out and reshaping us uh, in all the places that there once was darkness and light begins to invade in and we start to become new people. We start to respond in different ways. We start to have different longings and different thoughts and this happens again and again and again and again until one day we meet our maker in glory. Listen to how Paul begins Romans 8, verse one. It's one of my most favorite verses in all of the Bible. Um, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, I was talking with my friend Steve this week uh, on our um, FaceTime kind of meetup call, and he reminded me that Romans 8, chapter 1, is the gospel in one verse. It's the distilled gospel in one powerful verse. Uh, One pastor said it this way, this this place, no condemnation for those who are in Christ is where we start 
It's where we stand right now and it's where we stay forever and ever and ever. Uh, We live in a very divided, a very angry world, a very hostile world. Uh, It doesn't even matter what you believe or what you think on a certain subject or a certain topic. There's a group of people that will accuse you of that's the wrong way of thinking about it. There's a group of people that will accuse you of that's the wrong way of going about it. There's a group of people that will accuse you of having evil motives for even thinking that. There's a group of people uh, that will say, you're misinformed, you're cruel, you're wicked. I can't believe you think like that. We live in a very divisive world that knows nothing of this statement no condemnation. That is the very opposite of the reality that you and I exist in, in our everyday interactions with the world around us. If you don't believe me, uh, just jump on your neighborhood Facebook neighborhood group, and you will encounter all sorts of differing ideas of how uh, people aren't parenting their kids right, how people aren't mowing their lawn right, how people aren't picking up uh, the trails just right, how people are anything under the sun, right? There is condemnation from those around us. But here, Paul teaches us, God's word tells us, is where the gospel begins. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's like you can breathe. That's what the gospel does. And God alone brings us to that place. So he takes our broken hearts. He takes our failures. He takes um, our missteps. He takes all the things that we uh, feel shame about. And we just collapse into the hands of God through Christ And Jesus, through what he has done for us on the cross, through his resurrection, brings us to a brand new place where there is now no condemnation. Now, let's look a little bit more deeply at that. We're not going to be long today. There is therefore now. Verse 1, now, not five years from now, not like right almost when you die or when you die. There is now no condemnation. Not when you finally get it together, when you finally get it, when you finally read all those theology books that you bought that are sitting on your shelf that you've never finished, that you're like, feel really bad about not reading. No, there is now no condemnation. So it's right now. It's your reality. It's your existence. Even today with whatever you're doing, whether you are parenting, whether you are with your spouse, whether you're alone, whether you're asleep, whether you're at work, now it's, it's pervasive in your life and no condemnation. And it doesn't say less. It doesn't say uh, a little bit of, but no condemnation. The word no is emphatic in the Greek. It means no, not at all. So in our lives, um, we certainly have to apologize to people because we say and do the wrong thing a lot and we hurt people and our words hurt people and our actions hurt people. But here's the amazing thing about Romans chapter eight. There is now no condemnation. You know what that means? 
That means that God will never bring up our past again because at the cross, Jesus was condemned in our place. We will never hear from God all the places we failed him because Jesus stood in that very place and took it. It's gone. There's no condemnation. So who is this for? Like who gets this amazing uh, right now, no condemnation in this angry, divided world we live in where we can live and breathe and have peace with God? Who is this for? The verse tells us, for those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, not for the well-read, um, not for the people that just accomplish a lot, not for like the celebrity great pastors that seem to have all the right answers, not for um, just the really great people that seem to do all the right things and post about it online that we kind of really feel bad about our lives because they seem to really get it and we just don't have time to do it. No. It's for simply those who are in Christ. God has removed every barrier for us and given to us the most beautiful thing ever, Jesus. And we're found in him right now in our lives. We don't face condemnation and we can really live in that place. Romans chapter six, if you go back a few chapters, talks about it. It says, we've been united with Christ in his death and we shall also be united with him uh, in his life. Jesus himself says it this way. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. We're connected into Jesus. Paul says it this way, for those who are in Christ, the big sort of theological word for this is called our union with Christ, that a friend plant a church and his church is called Union Church based on this great doctrine that this great reality, this great ever presence, that we are united with Christ. And union with Christ is, means all of us gets redefined every bit of us. And so our place in Christ, our union with Christ is indestructible because he did it. We don't keep it. We didn't do it. Jesus did it. And he now places us in himself by faith and it can never be taken away. And so everything Jesus earned on the cross for you, is truly yours. And Paul says, and for starters, I want you to know uh, that there's no condemnation. How's that for an amazing start? That's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more we get in him, but for starters, there's no condemnation in Christ. So all of who Jesus is and all that he has accomplished on the cross is ours now, is yours now because of Christ. We're found in him. We stand firm in him and we remain in him from everlasting to everlasting. That's a big gospel. Uh, there's an old hymn that says it this way that I love. Heaven above is softer blue. Earth around is sweeter green. Something lives in every hue. Christless eyes have never seen. 
birds with gladder song overflow, flowers with deep beauties shine. And since I know, as now I know, I am his and he is mine. Our union with Christ. I'm his and he is mine. So church, is Jesus yours today? Do you know him? Not just um, a precept or a theological idea, but is he yours? If he is, there's no condemnation. Um, you can't earn it. We don't deserve it. It's just simply by faith that he gives us this amazing reality right now. Are you united to Christ through faith by his finished work on the cross and his glorious triumphant resurrection? When we take that just with our empty hands of faith, we didn't, we, there's nothing we can do to impress him. We just say, God, I just want all that Jesus is because he offers it to me. He says, now there is now no condemnation. Church, if you have him in that way, if you um, know him, know this, you could not be any more loved by God. Uh, you could not be any more loved by God. And so we're not here just to tell you about all the wrong things you've done. That's not what the gospel uh, tells us that we're to do. We're here to show you in all the ways of how wonderful Jesus is. That's what Paul's doing in Romans 8. We already know we're condemned by our thoughts and actions. Just go drive on I-45 for 30 minutes and you can realize your depraved nature. Paul's saying, in spite of all that, he's, he does that which he doesn't want to do. Because of Jesus, we are now not condemned, even though this flesh wars against us. And that's a great place to be. And when we, want, when we revel and we understand at the beauty of who Jesus is through the gospel, that's what actually helps us in life. That's how we live life. And Jesus says, life abundantly, life to the full, a full life. Not through shame and condemnation do we change, but through grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus do our hearts change from the inside out. So if you are in Christ, know you are surrounded by his grace through the Holy Spirit. He's bigger than you think he is. That's what Romans 8 is all about. In Christ, there, there's no more chains shackling you down. Uh, there's no more guilt for the sin that so easily entangles us. There's no more curse uh, that rests on us. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, I thought I was gonna get to verse two, um, but I think verse one is enough for us to sort of just chew on and sit with and to remember and to hold dear and to experience in our everyday life. And all we have to do is just realize that all that it takes to have this is empty hands of faith, not achievement, uh, not doing the right thing. Um, empty hands of faith. And God looks down at you through Jesus and his blood that covers us and says, no condemnation, no guilt, no shame, no chains, but life the 
gospel in one verse. Um, let's pray together, church. God, we thank you for our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who went to the cross, enduring the shame, enduring all that took place, and Lord, took the penalty and the sting of death itself and looks at us who take him by faith and now gives us life and no condemnation and grants us the Holy Spirit that we get to experience your tremendous wave of grace every single day. We love you. We praise you. What a great exchange that was. We don't deserve it. We don't earn it. I can't even comprehend it all, but we praise you for it. And so God, we're going to sing now because uh, the only way we know to, to, to respond to such great beauty and truth and majesty is to sing of your glorious praises and the work that you've done. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' powerful name, we pray these things. Amen.